podcast it's february 1st why what why why did, did, did we not why me? It was just, just why joe are you in a, a wind tunnel what i don't know what the hell's going on out here it's crazy in South Florida. Cool. I'm going to be there. Well, not in South Florida, but I'm going to be in Florida in a couple months. Call Aren't your... you going to be in Orlando? Yeah. Is that South Florida? That's Central Florida. Not, that, that's Central Florida. Yeah. It's, it's close enough. It's like three hours away. It is. When we are. Um. Is there like what? an East, is there an East Florida? Is that where Dusty ran? Yeah. Like his promo- that, where, where Dusty ran his promotion. I'm not suggesting Dusty Rhodes ever ran. No, that, that man did not run. Wasn't he in Tampa, which would be the West Coast? Well, by the time he they, made some, they made some big thing about it being in Tampa with Dusty. Maybe. I have no idea. That's a story for another day. Um, but the Fat Siders, uh, Fat Nash. Hey, yo, go boar. This Saturday, boar. BCW, Virginia. My pal, our old pal, the boar, going for the 10 pounds of gold. I hope Mr. Pig drops EC3 right on his fucking head. Oh, it'd be awesome. War is war. War is war. Now, can, uh, I, can, I, can I just ask you, Jim, because, like, hard-hitting hard journalism here. You have asked the boar where on the Elmo Mike Quackenbush touched him, right? Oh, no, no. No, I'm not, I'm not a journalist. I'm a podcaster. They're two very different things. Joe, don't make a quick exit and we can have a conversation off air. Oh, oh God. Okay. I'm Whoa. scared. <laughs> don't make an abrupt exit. Touch it in the I mean, back. No promises. <laughs> Um, tonight's show, we're going to discuss um, our wrestlers of the month because that happened. Uh, I'm going to start off uh, with our new favorite segment, reading the AEW rankings before every fucking episode. God, this is going to be a dumpster fire. Um, our topics for tonight, uh, Joe has a uh, topic based off of, hold on, I have the list here somewhere in my phone. Was the, the matches in January, right? Yes. Yep. Top matches in January. Uh, Jim's topic is what will the next announcement in the big announcement tree be from uh, All Elite Wrestling as his tag here on the video, if you're not watching on YouTube, says I don't segment. give a fuck. Um, and my topic will be one uh, that will kind of wrap up uh, the, the Royal Rumble discussion as well. My topic will be CM Punk related, which we'll get to uh, when we get there. Um, let's start with first the AEW rankings, and then we will get to the 
wrestlers of the month. Um, okay. They just went back to the same shit. Thing sucks. This sucks out loud. It stinks. Like, Christian, I think you have something you need to tell Tony. Please refresh the. Oh, you asshole! Oh, you the worst. Stand by. Stand by to stand by. I don't Go know, that fuck yourself. Well, yeah. Like, Tony Khan needs to refresh the page because he just <laughs> yeah. took the rankings from April 2022. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So, so the contenders. We'll start with the trio, so we'll work our way up to the awesome. 47, 47 main titles that the men can fight for. Uh, rapid Fire, the champions, the acclaim, and daddy ass. Uh, number five is the House of Black. Number four is FTR and Daniel Garcia. Number three is the Dark Order, which members, who gives a shit. Uh, number two are the Hardys and Mark Briscoe. I don't know the fuck why. Uh, and number one is the stablemates of the acclaimed in the Bang Bang Scissored Gang, the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, Bullet Club Gold. Huh? Cool, I guess. Can, can somebody tell me which three members of the Dark Order it is? No. I don't know who's still in AEW that's in the Dark Order. I don't know who's still I mean, in the Dark Order. I don't care who's in the Dark Order. Emerald Silver and Evil Uno? Question mark? Like, and I'm not trying to be mean about it, but man, I just... So what? <laughs> I, feel like Matt, I feel like Matt's who gives a shit's a real fitting for the six-man tag rankings. Who gives a shit? Because uh, because this these titles were were made for Kenny and the Bucks, and now we have uh, Nicholas and Matthew and fucking Kenny's hurt, and now we're stuck with uh, it probably being FTR and Daniel Garcia being the ones that are gonna take the titles off of the acclaimed at some point. Yeah, if FTR is still there when we get there. Tag team rankings again: Rapid Fire, Orange Cassidy, and Trent Beretta. Private Party, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and Claudio Castagnoli, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds, the number one contenders for the tag titles, get their shot on Wednesday night. It's Darby Allen and Sting. Okay, after number one, another big hopping pile of who gives a shit. Yeah. It... John, hold on. Hold on. I got to look this up now. When was the last time that John Silver and Alex Reynolds had a fucking match on dynamite or fucking collision oh by the way uh spoiler alert if you want to watch rampage later tonight if you're listening to this sorry big bill and ricky starks defeated alex reynolds and john silver in an eliminator match so does that does that eviscerate them off the face of the earth no of course not they'll be second next week no you know what it does no, 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 no. Actually, it knocks them out of the top five and makes room for some a team that's going to end up winning a match on either Rampage or Collision or both this week. And I'm going to tell you the name of that team. It's the Young Bucks. Because uh. Sting and Darby are going to win the tag belts. And then they're going to defend them against the Bucks in Sting's last match. 
And in the end, Ric Flair is going to low blow Sting and cost him his last match. I feel like I'd rather drink bleach. Fuck you, Tony! I'm just saying, like, it's like one of those full circle, like, Sting's first big match ended with a Ric Flair low blow in the same, like, either the same arena or the same town. Like, something's the same. Everything's fucking the same. So, like, that's how it's going to end. And then the Young Bucks are going to be the tag champions and book themselves as the top heels in the entire company because, of course, they fucking are. Okay. So yeah, I'm you're gonna probably re- right, Joe. That that does sound <laughs> like a thing. So, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, prior to their match on Rampage later tonight, their last televised tag match with just the two of them was on October 25th, 2023, in a seven-minute and 56-minute loss to Rob Van Dam and Hook. And they're the number two ranked team in your rankings. Sounds like they... Fuck you, Tony! But I want you to know, they've won four consecutive dark matches against the teams of Brandon Cutler and Colt Cabana three times and the Brick City Boys of Julio Cruz and Victor Chase. Now, is he related to... I have no idea who that is. Is Any any relation to Julio De Niro? Honestly, I think they'd have a better flag to pull if they said they beat Julio De Niro. Hey, he teams with CM Punk. How are they ahead of Danielson and Claudio, Private Party? Because Tony Khan, dude. Uh, how are they ahead of us? How are the Fat Siders not ahead of them? It's brutal. They don't want to smoke. They're they're ahead of them because they had to give them a tag title match on Friday night on Rampage. No, no, it wasn't a title match. It was an eliminator match. Well, they had to yeah, win- okay, fair, fair enough. Eliminate. How stupid of a concept is that? Hey, you're number two. You gotta beat us to get a title shot. Wolf. Shouldn't shouldn't the number two have to beat the number one? Or they should just have to beat anyone and hope the number one team loses. And then whenever they lose or the champions lose, they fall to like three and then they move up. Well, no, because like, okay, who won the Super Bowl last year? That would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay, then my analogy doesn't work. No, but... It's going to be like, okay, who won the year before? Rams. Okay, so like at the end yeah. of at the end of the Chiefs game last week, like the Rams didn't come out onto the field and be like, oh, you might think you made it, but not till you beat us, the former champions. And like the NFL, okay. So the the NFL, NFL, by the way, how's the NFL not come up with that? The, the NFL needs like a money in the bank. Like, there needs to be a way for, like, like Lamar Jackson needs to run out at the Super Bowl and just be like, actually, this is a three-way dance. On Honestly, these rankings are, like, really bad college basketball rankings. Yeah. The number one team in the nation beats some scrub team in their conference by 45. 
loses a game by three, and the team that's in the, the that's the number two team in the nation wins one game, and they automatically go up to number one because the number one team lost. So, so what you're saying is this is actually brilliant by Tony Khan because this whole time Tony Uh-oh. has been saying, "Wait, follow me here," because it's your logic and it makes sense. Tony Khan has been saying that he is giving us a sports presentation. Well, nothing is more sports presentation than rankings that don't make sense. See, but there's a payoff where they take the 64 best teams and put them in a bracket. Tony's not doing that. This is an evergreen, never going to have a final deletion rankings. Unless, unless like, when we get to the Continental Classic next year, it's like, okay, the people in it are, like, the top 16. And maybe they do a tag one also or something. Well, here's the hoping that he expands the rankings because right now it's five and these are sucky. Uh, women's title contenders in fifth place, Mariah May. Fourth place, Sky Blue. Third place, Hikaru Shida. Second place, Thunder Rosa. Who the? And number one is Deanna Perazzo. Didn't she just show up? Yeah. She's won like three matches. Like. Like here's the thing. If if you wanna if you wanna give her a t- like I mean obviously this is setting up to get her a title match. If you wanna give her a title match because she's like the new hot toy, that's fine. Just have Tony Storm say, you know or have like or Deanna Peraza just be like, I'm here to win a title. Like I'm challenging you and fucking Tony Storm can be like, Yeah, that works. I don't give a shit what the rankings are. I'm better than you, I'll beat you. Boom. There's your title match. Since becoming a member of the AEW roster, Deanna Peraza has defeated uh, Red Velvet, Anna Jay, and Taya Valkyrie. Okay, cool. But yeah, she's literally been there for what? A day. Three weeks. Like her... Long enough, long enough to win those matches. Like, I just... January 3rd, I mean, it hasn't even been a month. Nope. And she's, whether they're saying she's at the top of the division. What are we doing? I mean, to be fair, um, it's a pretty thin division at the top. Oh, half. I mean, it is. Your number two right now is Thunder Rosa, and I think all she's done is wrestle a tag match against Julia Hart and fucking Sky Blue. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's not a ton of depth in the division, but I'm just like, also, how bad is your women's division that somebody can walk in and be number one in a month after winning three matches? Right, like, yikes. Yeah, it screams out loud. They really need somebody who we might talk about here in a few minutes. Um, yeah, not good. Uh, and then in the men's division. Your top five that could be for any of the four men's singles titles that are there because fuck it, that's why. <laughs> Roderick Strong, John Moxley, Adam Copeland, or Adam Copeland, uh, Adam Hangman Page, and number one in the rankings and number one in your hearts is Swerve Strickland. Uh, I mean, the men's is probably the least egregious out of all of them. Yeah, I'm I'm not dissatisfied with that. Especially with Swerve at the top. People. I think that's... 
It's accurate. Swerve at the top is proper. I mean, both of them being four and zero. Oh, yeah, it makes yeah. Perfect. But it, man. Okay, way, so and I, I was egregiously wrong. So the first, the, the the first one's bad. Okay, cool. My my small glimmer of hope has gotten very dark. The batteries are dying. But like, now let's see what happens if, say, you know, somebody who's not ranked, and I don't know why they would, but would get a match with like whoever's currently fourth and then second and then swerve and wins even like two out of three. And you have like a really strong showing against swerve. Like that person should make it higher up on the list than like Griff Garrison, who wins 14 matches on the indies in the next month. You know what I mean? Like that, that that's, that's kind of like my hope again. I know we, I don't want to go long form on it cause we went very long about it last week, but like the, the first one's not great. But like, I'll 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 wait to like really crush them until they you know and if they don't do some uh, some uh, damage control uh, over the next couple weeks. No pun intended. No pun intended. Um. Yeah. I I I'll go with with with, with you on that, Jim. Um. Yeah. I, this one it, it farts out loud. Uh. Fuck you, Tony. I think that's about yeah. where I stand. Fuck you, Tony! Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at, because this is just not good. Um, Alright, let's transition wrestlers of the month. Uh, we did do those, or at least two-thirds of us did those. <laughs> Taylor Swift uh, was a little busy. <laughs> um, we take the nominees from the week that wa- the weeks that were... We ranked them 1 through 15 in our power rankings. Uh, that came out as follows. Uh, in first place, winning the month of January, getting 15 points is Tetsuya Naito. Uh, second is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Third is Moose. Fourth is Jordan Grace. Fifth is Eddie Kingston. Sixth is Samoa Joe. Uh, seventh was Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Uh, ninth place, there was a tie between uh, Tony D'Angelo and Stax, the family, and the team of Decay, Jessica Havoc, and Rosemary. Um, then we have Obafemi, uh, A Dam Copeland. <laughs> can, can I just interject and say, for a second, I thought you said Tony Danza, and I was just like, hey, yo, oh, hey, Tony Danza and Angela, they win in matches now. He might be worse. He may be worse. It shit happens. I mean, literally, I was hoping the same logic of, it's the end of the week. Maybe he'll be tired out. Nope. Nope. Oh, fucking yeah. Mark was on one on Tuesday. On one to another level. Dude, I'm telling you. And tonight, he wasn't even there. He was sick. He popped in at the end. And did, sound... he, did he play rock band so you could get shadow banned again? Oh, no, no. Thank God. <laughs> we got a warning. I figured. Uh, Kazushko Okada at 16, and then there was a three-way tie. Josh Alexander, Bro Keller, and Nick Nemeth all got three points. Um, that's wrestlers of the month. I uh, don't want to go too long form on them either. We've talked about them whenever we nominated them. 
Um, go back to the archives for that. Um, maybe Joe will get a top 15 in by the month of June. I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath. I wouldn't. <laughs> it's not impossible. Death by a thousand paper cuts. I don't work it. Joe, it's let's be honest. It's closer to impossible than it is to possible or Kim possible. Ooh, Kim possible. You know who has faith in me? Tony Danza. Jesus. <laughs> uh, who wants to start? Let's let, let, let's get this fucking show on track here. Do we want to do we want to finish closing up January with Joe's topic? Sure. sure. I like that. Uh, real easy. I. I'm still here. You hear me? Yeah, I was like, "What just happened?" Okay. Yeah, I, I was. I was getting a phone call, and hopefully that doesn't happen again in two seconds. Um. Anyway, it's <laughs> totally of chance. Um. It's, it's it's okay. There's nothing wrong. It's it's yeah. Everything's fine. You know, sometimes I'm gonna make this one quick joke, okay? Sometimes I like to get lift so that I could say in my best Arnold Schwarzenegger impression when I'm taking the lift that it's not an Uber. Ridiculous. God damn it. He's worse. He's fucking worse. Is, man. What what is happening? Okay, so January is over. I personally tried to watch a lot more wrestling than I have in the past. Uh, at least by that, I mean last year. I really feel like I didn't watch anything other than WWE. So I'm trying to watch a little bit more wrestling. I saw some really exciting stuff, I stuff I really, really like. So I just want to ask you guys, what's your top three favorite matches of the month from any wrestling company for any reason? You can give your reasoning behind it, obviously, but what are your three favorite matches that took place in January of this year? Do we want to go one at a time? Sure. I guess I should have let Joe answer that. It's his topic, but I like that. I always like doing one at a time on these sort of things. Uh, Michael, you want to lead us off? Uh, sure. I will go with uh, the Women's Royal Rumble match. From this past weekend. As your um, number three. Well, if we're doing that, then number three is. Uh, yeah, I was going to go bottom to top. Okay, yeah, the number three. Uh, I will go with the uh, IWGP heavyweight title match between Tetsuya Naito and Sonata. Ooh, nice. I haven't watched that one yet. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, my, my number three. Um, I'm actually going to go, um, hmm. Oh, hold on. Uh, Joe, go ahead. I gotta, I gotta look up to confirm which one was mine. All right. So my number three is an Okada match. One of Okada's last matches in new Japan. I hope he's WWE bound personally. Um, I really enjoyed the match he had with Brandon Di uh, Daniel Danielson. Yes, Daniel Brian Danielson at Wrestle Kingdom. But that's not the match that's making my list. The match that makes my list is his match with Will Ospreay here in California, stateside uh, for New Japan Strong 
It was it was a fantastic match. You definitely need to go out of your way and seek it out. Those two, those two go together like peanut butter and motherfucking jelly. Let me tell you. Yeah, they yeah, uh, they're really good. My number, uh, my number three. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Jordan Grace and Naomi from uh, Hard to Kill. Um, really, really enjoyed that match. I enjoyed that show overall as a whole, um, but I thought uh, I thought they were fantastic. Um, I love that in, in that match. Yeah. How excited were you when Jordan Grace showed up in the Royal Rumble? Dude, it was super cool, man. It really was. Like, it's. I didn't, you know, outside of Mickey James, like I know, like we kind of speculated that it could happen, but I was, I was very surprised that they actually did it, um, and I thought it was even cooler that she didn't look out of place at all. No, she actually stood out among a lot of the women. Honestly, yeah, she looked like she belonged in there with the Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch and all them. Yeah, she was fantastic. Uh, Mike, you're number two. Um, I am going to put also uh, from the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, uh, give me the uh, big meaty men slapping meat invitational between Josh Alexander and Alexander Hammer. Big meaty men slapping meat. Uh, Hammerstone versus Alexander. That was a lot. Uh, it was a banger. Yeah, that one was really fun too, man. Hammerstone, you know, on a on a bigger stage than um, MLW uh, shined for sure. Factual. I'm actually watching on Pluto TV. They have the episode uh, from right after Hard to Kill. Okay. Oh, nice playing on there right now i literally watched just just watched nick nemeth and steve macklin have a like a pull apart so pretty sure this was the one like right after could be wrong there you go all right joseph uh so my number two and actually i can make this real fast for you guys because uh i'll go let me just go back to back on this and i'll tell you why it's going to make sense. My number two is the Women's Royal Rumble match. I thought that that was really fun. It 100% outshined the men's Rumble match. It honestly should have main evented the show. It was, it was a Rumble done right, you know? I think in order to have a fun Rumble, you have to have surprises. You have to have returns. You have to have debuts. Something like Jordan Grace being in it was very exciting. And like you said, she fit in perfectly. Uh, the couple of legends that you had kind of come out there. The, uh, you know, the NXT girls. Like, there was, there was enough variety in it. Having Jade Cargill, that was a really fun surprise. You know, there, there was enough balance in it. And then enough of a story being told throughout it with different women. And... Especially the stuff with Bailey and uh, Asuka and Carrie Sane and all that. Like, it, it just it accomplished everything that you want out of a Royal Rumble. And it stood out even more so when you watch the men's one at the end of the night. Because the men's one really just wasn't it, honestly. Like, that one just kind of dragged and didn't have any of the markers that make for an actually really fun Rumble. So... 
I got to give it to the women. Like, they, they stole the show on this one. And so, and the reason why I said let me do my number one right now is because you just talked about it, Mike. My number one is that Josh Alexander-Jacob Hammerstone match. I absolutely love that match. I thought that was a banger and a half. And honestly, half the reason why I wanted to do this topic was just to get to talk about that match a little bit. Because I didn't think that we would have an opportunity otherwise to necessarily call back to that match. But that one might... I don't know that it'll be one of my top, like, 10 for the year by the end of the year because there's a lot to go. It could definitely still be in my top 20 somewhere. And I feel like doing a topic like this, and spoiler alert, I might break this out monthly just to kind of keep track of what my three favorite matches are every month so that when we get to the end of the year, I have kind of a reference point to look back on and be like, yep, those are the matches. Like, let me go back and watch some of those. Let me go, like... I mean, which ones still stand out in my mind and which ones am I like, wow, what, what match was that? You know, it's it's going to be kind of fun. And I don't want this match to kind of get lost in the shuffle. So, yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. I don't think there's certainly I don't think there's anything wrong with looking back on uh, on matches um, as the year goes on. Um, my number two is uh, actually from Raw uh, Day WWE Raw Day One, and it's the World Heavyweight Title match with Rollins and Drew. Um, you know what 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 felt like a special event episode of television um, was really really good, and it was it was uh, closed out with a really strong main event. Um, we're and and I love where we're going with Drew um here at the end of the month and going into February and and like th this week it, and it sounds so almost silly cuz he all he did was you know tell punk that he prayed for his injury and posted a couple of memes but like this is the most interested I've been in Drew McIntyre in a long time like that like that promo on raw and what he's doing now feels more authentic to who uh, who drew mcintyre is than 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 any anything he's tried to be like happy scottish warrior braveheart dude for the past fucking three years so um never our freedom yeah man I'm, I'm all in on this so yeah that's my uh that's my number two we already know what Mike's number one is because of the way he started. So I'll, I'll give mine because it's the same. It's the same thing. The the women's, uh, the women's Royal Rumble. I'll let Mike close out the topic then. Um, but I agree with I, I agree with Joe. Uh, what you already said about it is it was it was the better Rumble. Um, I know we talked about it on on Tuesday's three CT live show. Is the <laughs> Is the 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 men's rumble felt like it was just a journey to get us to Punk and Cody at the end? Um, the women's rumble, even though it felt like it was a journey to get us to Bailey's win, it didn't feel like it was just getting us to Bailey winning. It was showcasing Jade Cargill. It was setting up the potential WrestleMania match between Jade and Bianca. It was featuring Jordan Grace. It was you know there was a lot of just it was. Tiffany Stratton showed out like she's got main roster star written all over the time. Yeah, man. Like it, it, there was so, there was so much more substance to the women's rumble. And, and in a time, cause we've even talked about it recently on this show is where the women haven't had a pay-per-view main event in a long time. And you know, that, that 
not that the division's getting kind of quote unquote lost or whatever, but like to come out of the Royal Rumble and be like the the women fucking killed it and the men's match was like just get did its purpose, but like it was the inferior rumble. So kudos to the women. That's my number one for the month. Um, I will say this before I go on about the, the, the rankings. The IWGP title match may be in danger, and I may have to amend this uh, before we go off the air because the Josh Alexander-Will Ospreay match from that episode of Impact is getting ready to come on, and I've heard really good things about that. So there may be a small amendment. Uh, Wait, to is my- that's on Pluto right now? It's getting ready to come on here I'm shortly. I'm so going to turn that on right now. Um, yeah, because the PCO versus uh, Jay Vidal match just happened, and the next match is a 23-and-a-half-minute match between Josh Alexander and Will Ocean Spray. I thought so, you were about to say Jay Vagina. Nope. Um, so, yeah, like Jim said, uh, I kind of spoiled it. My number one is the Women's Royal Rumble match. Um when you get to the final seven or eight women and you go, she could win, she could win, or 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 she could win, you've now planted the, are they going to do what they've been teasing for the last three months, which is Bailey's going to win and it's going to be her versus EO for damage control and XYZ. Or is this we're going to get Bianca or we're going to get Jade Cargill or is one of the NXT girls going to win it and use that as her main roster debut. Like there were all these different approaches that you could, that you could have taken because you know, and I know you guys talked about it on Tuesday. The one person that, that, you know, one of these things is not like the other uh, when you guys talked about was Roxanne Perez. Um, I'm not in that boat. I felt like that if Roxanne would have won, I could have believed it because it fit the story of who Roxanne Perez's character is. Um, The underdog, she's got to beat the the giants to to get through. Like I would have believed that, that Roxanne would have persevered. It's the same thing where if Liv Morgan would have done it, you know, hitting uh, oblivion on Jade Cargill and then Bailey just kind of give her the quick boot because she had gone over the top rope. Like, Here's the deal. Any of us that watch professional wrestling know how much of a dominating force Jade Cargill has been at points. Um, The fact that Liv Morgan, in her return, eliminated Jade Cargill with her finishing maneuver, and it was just wrong place, wrong time, to leave herself vulnerable to Bailey kicking her out of the ring. Like, a lot of people over the last two years have been very critical of Liv Morgan. If this isn't, hey, maybe somebody somewhere believes in Liv Morgan, I don't know what else will say it because you don't get the spot of eliminating Jade Cargill and almost being unlucky in the fact of getting eliminated from the women's Royal Rumble second. Um. And she's come a long way. She looked really good in her return. Um, you know, Tiffany Stratton looked like a million dollars. Um, she really I, did. I'm of the notion now where if she's not on the main roster in the next 
30 days were wasting Tiffy time. She finished the feud with Fallon Henley. Uh, she's got nothing really going on at NXT. There's no reason why she's not on tomorrow night on SmackDown getting involved in something in some way, shape, or form. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. She's a future WrestleMania main eventer. Like, not this year. Maybe not even next year. But she's a main eventer at WrestleMania. She's got every like something's got has to go wrong and i don't i hope you know i'm not hoping for that obviously but like something has to go wrong for her to not be in a wrestlemania main event one day i'm gonna say that she's gonna be a women's world champion by the end of the year i could see that i could absolutely I could see, that. see that i could see her winning money in the bank yeah honestly we know that well, we don't know, but there's a good chance that the direction that Mania is going in is Rhea and Becky. But no one's predicting necessarily that Becky wins the belt. What if she's the one that takes the belt from Rhea? Maybe around like SummerSlam. I would almost rather her take it off of Becky. Okay. To get, to get revenge for Becky beating her for the NXT Women's Title. I like it. I get that. Yeah, you know, and, e and even if even if Tiffy wins Money in the Bank and cashes in on Becky, and then keeps it from her for three or four months, I thought like Josh Alexander's shirt said "Walking Teapot," walking weapon. Like, I gotta get my eyes checked. You really do, good lord. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, honestly, Jade Cargill had a great performance. Even Nia Jax had had a a good showing. I love the fact that Chelsea Green got basically destroyed by her own tag team partner on accident. Hilarious. Also, kudos to Chelsea Green for wearing a pride flag as an FU to the fucking uh, state of Florida and, it, and its leadership. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I didn't even was. notice that. What am I I'm flipping? Well, I didn't. So I bad. didn't. It was hard to tell just because of like her lighting with her entrance, but she posted like she posted photos of the gear um, okay. the next day. And it, yeah, it was. I'll see if I can pull it up. But yeah, it was. It was definitely a. a yes, 100%. The thing is, my eyesight has always been pretty bad. Like I wasn't pretending to be straight all those years. I just. I just couldn't tell. I knew, there was, I knew there was going to be a joke about that. I knew it. Like, okay, well, okay, Mike, in my defense, you met my first girlfriend. Yeah. Could you tell? I did see that photo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, kudos. Chelsea, Chelsea Green's my new favorite wrestler. But, like, you know, because, like, the, her lighting in the arena is, like, purple. So, it was a little harder yeah, it was yeah. harder to pick up the fact that that's what it was. Honestly, also shout out to Samantha Irvin for bringing back the Chelsea. Yes, the way she says it. Shout out to, to, to Samantha Irvin for just being Samantha Irvin. By the way, fantastic. Um, oh, I honestly the best in ring announced like introductions person they've had in. Since Howard Finkel, yeah, 
Like Damn, in terms of female, no. in, in terms of female ring announcers, I think she is she is easily on, on the top now. Well, okay. What about Lillian Garcia? I love Lillian, but I think Samantha has topped Lillian Garcia. For Lillian me. Garcia, but here's the, here's the, the the what differentiates them. Lillian will also be remembered for her singing of the national anthem, and, and they need America. to let Samantha do that. No, no, Samantha, when she is standing in the ring and the spotlight comes on and the introduction, you get the Michael Buffer, Bruce Buffer, big fight feel because of the way she does the introductions. Like I shit you not. Her being in the ring night two of WrestleMania last year, doing the introductions for Cody versus Roman, you know, you got the the chills of a big fight feel coming on because it's like it starts from when the first person walks out to the ring through the introductions into when the bell rings and the way that the crowd reacts. And there have been times where you have the big fight feel and it's like Okay, so this introduction just happened, and I really just lost five minutes of my life that I don't care about. It makes it go to another level. Like, Greg Hamilton, honestly, like, the best thing he did was ever was the Shane McMahon right. thing. He never made, to me anyways, made a title match feel more important. No. But she makes title <laughs> matches feel more important and you know the introducing cody as the 2023 and 2024 royal rumble winner like you hit it just hit the, it hit a little different and you know the the way she introduces chelsea green and 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 all of that other stuff she's put herself on another level when it comes to in-ring introductions you sold me. Shit, I'm gonna start paying more attention to her. I feel like I, I and I and I feel like that's not a that's not an insult for me saying that because when someone's that good at their job, you almost don't notice them. Like it's not her job to be the star. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's the Audrey Edwards. Is that her name in fucking AEW? Aubrey. Aubrey. Edwards. Aubrey. It's, Edwards. The, it's the Aubrey Edwards thing where it's like the reason why she's an awful referee is because she tries to be a star in the match. And that's not the role of the referee, you know? So, like, the fact that this announcer isn't trying to steal the show but is also still giving you that atmosphere and everything, it, it, it is a compliment, honestly. Um, can I just say this? And I'm only saying this because I don't want to forget that I just thought of this in this exact moment. So just write this down somewhere, somebody. I have a future topic idea, and it's a WrestleMania season topic idea, Okay. What thing are you most surprised never happened at WrestleMania? Ooh, okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's continue. Um, all right. Do we want to do uh Are do you we... in trivia? Mike, did you come up with a question? I did, but let's let's do that after the next topic. Okay. Are, are we doing are we doing Tony announcement or do we want to do NXT quick? Uh Let's do let, let's kind of do buffers. So do the NXT, and then we'll do a long form on Tony. Then we'll do trivia. Then we'll finish with okay. My CM Punk. All right, let's go rapid fire here. Uh, NXT Vengeance Day is this Sunday from the FNM Bank Arena in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, six matches on the card. 
we have a no DQ match, Dijak versus Joe Gacy. Uh, Michael. We'll do Mike, Joe, me. We'll just... Okay. Dijak threw Joe Gacy off of a building on last night's... Or Tuesday night's NXT. And Joe Gacy popped his head out and started laughing like that was fun. I don't think that you can beat a psychopath. Give me Joe Gacy. That's that that tracks, Joe. Uh, give me Dijak just to be different. Yeah, I'll go with the whole psycho theory. I'll go. I'll go Joe Gacy on that one. Uh, six person mixed tag match. The the family, uh, of course, Tony Stax and Adriana take on OTM, uh, who is Lucian Price, Bronco Nima, and Jada Parker. Michael. Sure. Honestly, the only person that I knew that was part of OTM was Scripps, aka Reggie. Um, give me, uh, give me Tony Gabagoo, uh, build in my stacks, and uh, the girl from the Jersey Shore. There you go, uh, Joseph. Give me the other team just to be different. Yeah, I, I have no clue who any of the besides Reggie, I guess. But I have no idea who any of those other people are, um, so I'm gonna go ahead and just assume um, that it's gonna be the family. Also, respectfully on the 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 Jersey Shore chick. My goodness. Um, all right, the finals of the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The winner will receive a future NXT Tag Team Championship match. It is the Wolf Dogs. Baron Corbin and Bron Breaker taking on the Trick Mellow Gang, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Mellow, don't miss. Give me that Trick Mellow Gang because I think Bron Breaker is going to the main roster. All right, Joseph. You know, I want to use the same logic, but I've also heard that apparently they're talking a lot about Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes on the main roster too. I think Carmelo's been on SmackDown like the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and he was part of that U.S. title thing. Yeah, so so I can't even necessarily use that logic because it sounds like it sounds like everyone but Baron Corbin's going to the main roster in this match. <laughs> Poor guy, um, just wants to meet. So I guess I'm gonna I, I guess I'm gonna take. I think for storytelling purposes on this show, I think. I think you go with the Wolf Dogs. Yeah, and I feel like if, if you're ever going to finally do the, the mellow turns on trick thing, it's got to be here. So I'm going to go with that theory and say the Wolf Dogs win. And... Ow! Yeah. Yeah, this almost feels like a lose-lose because, like, Braun had such a great showing in the Rumble and Trick's been... Uh, or Camelo's been talked about going up to the main roster. So, yeah. Um, maybe Corbin can just win by himself. Um, all right. Next one, we got the NXT women's title. Lyra Valkyria defending against Roxanne Perez. I want to pick Roxanne, but I think it's Lyra. All right, Joseph. Yeah, I don't think Cora Jade's got a chance in this one. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Lyra. Do you think he? Do you think he knows? Like, you think, are you like making a funny that they're the same person? They're the same fucking person. No. Respectfully, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. That's rude. That's rude. 
Um, I, I think Lyra is going to win. I, yeah, because I, I feel like Roxanne could be somebody that's that's going to be main roster bound before too long. So, um, yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, they should bring her onto the main roster in a tag team with her fucking self. Her and Cora Jade should be a tag team. How can they be a tag? How can they be a tag team if they're the same person? It, uh, have you not seen Multiplicity? Have you not seen the Michael Keaton classic? One of them is out for ten months. How's also how's that going to work in a in a real life wrestling ring, Joe? It's not a look, movie. I believe in Triple H. Look, he'll make it work. Look, that could have that could have been done in the Thunderdome. Okay, we're not in the Thunderdome anymore. Although the last time the 49ers and Chiefs played, we ended up in the Thunderdome. So, so you never know what the rest of this year is going to bring. I mean, honestly, one of their ACLs is currently sitting in a high school gym, I think, in, like, Plant City. So, I mean, yeah, rip. Uh, Obafemi defending the NXT North American Championship against Dragon Lee. They really haven't done shit with Obafemi since he cashed in the breakout title tournament thingy-majigger uh, Dragon Lee. All right, Joe. Uh Dragon Lee is basically on SmackDown, so give me Boba Fett. <laughs> Bo Katan. Yeah, give me Boca Raton as well. I <laughs> uh all right, and then Ilya Dragonoff defending the NXT title against Trick Williams. Oh, he's doing the double shot. Yeah. So the Dusty Classic so the Dusty Classic's gonna open this show. Yeah. Which is why I think they win the Dusty Classic. Yeah, I was going to say, change my answer on that one. They're going to win it, and then Melo's going to turn on him in this one. Sorry, spoiler nope. alert. Nope. No? no? All right, Mike, go ahead. Trick Williams, Trick Williams walks out with the NXT title. It's yeah. that trick. And then they go to have their tag title match. And because of Trick having two matches on Tuesday night's episode of NXT... They cash in their contract against the family. They lose. Mello turns there. Your mm. NXT stand and deliver main event is Trick Mello gang going one-on-one. Whoop that trick versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT title. It's Dan and I can't feel my liver. All right. Joe? Yeah, everything Mike just said. I'm not, I'm not going to be a contrarian on this one. All right. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna go with my original thing, but either way, Trick is winning. I think that's the that, that that's that's the important takeaway. Did you see the table spot just now? Yeah, that was pretty fucking. Are oh, they gonna replay it? Look, 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 look. Grand, Ocean. Grand Ocean Spray. All right. Um, if I was Michael Cole, the way I would have called that right now, it would have been all right. This is my Michael Cole impersonation. Okay, oh ready? God. Will Osprey, Josh Alexander, table. Ah. That, you're welcome. You're, you're not wrong. You guys are one and the same. Um, <laughs> we could be a tag team. You could. You yeah. could. So. Um. All right. Uh. It was announced. It was announced on Dynamite last night that next week on Dynamite. <laughs> look! Look! I'm not intentionally doing the Tony Khan tweet thing. It's just coming out that way. Okay. Like I promise. <laughs> We announced an announcement. Well, yeah, it was on last night, Wednesday night, Dynamite on TBS. It's still on TBS, right? TBS, TNT, TBS. 
Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. It was announced that next Wednesday night on Dynamite on TBS, Wednesday night, February the 7th, that night on Dynamite, Tony Khan will make a major announcement that night on Dynamite on TBS. Follow me here. Follow me. What if every week is just an announcement that next week there's going to be an announcement? That, what if this I, is the ultimate? Have you not watched AEW? That's literally <laughs> what it is. I want to thank our amazing fans for watching this week's episode of Dynamite. On next week's episode of Dynamite on TBS, we're going to do another announcement about next week's episode. <laughs> it's announcement inception. It's amazing. I, I mean, that's that's literally what Dynamite is, Joe. Like, have you never, have you never actually watched Dynamite? I only tune in for the announcements. So you watch every week. Got it. Got it. Um, holy crap. Um, it's so bad. So the actual announcement is going to be related to the pay-per-view in some form, right? When is that, that pay-per-view? Is it like March In like a couple of weeks. It's in February for sure. Or is it in March? I think it's March 3rd. I think it's that first weekend. So, I mean, yeah, Sunday, March like, 3rd. So, I, I mean, it's less than a month. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think it's going to be related to that. It's probably going to end up being, like, such and such to figure out who's fighting for the world title. Like, No, they already announced that. Oh, uh, who's fighting for the world title? Wednesday night, it's Swerve versus Hangman. Winner gets the title shot at Revolution. Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. All right, well... And I was watching the show, the end of the show. Was that the announcement? Was that Tony's major announcement two weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> two Wednesday nights ago on TBS? Dynamite Wednesday, Dynamite? Yes. Awesome fans justified this is awesome chance. Um, so. So good. Like, Tony Blake, you're in trouble. Like, it's Mercedes, right? It's Mercedes no. and or Okada, right? It is not Okada. Okada still has appearances in Japan. No, but they, no, but his announcement could be that Okada's signing because we already know I, his contract is up. I don't think you make that announcement if he's not walking out on the stage. Oh, Wait, you've I got never, it. You've never met Tony Khan before. I got okay. it. <laughs> If it's that guy, it's different when it's like, hey, by the way, guys, we've signed the big show, Paul White, to a contract, and fucking Kazushko Okada. Okay, I got it, though. It's, they're going to run a special on a Monday night and go head-to-head with Raw while it's still on Monday nights on linear TV. Oh. First off, I hope you're right. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. I hope you're right. It's like their last chance to like beat the WWE because once once WWE is on Netflix, we're never going to know ratings for Raw. Ever no, because Netflix doesn't it doesn't ever release ratings. No, like we'll not... know we'll know like engagement on Twitter and like social media yeah. and stuff like that, but we're not going to know actual ratings. 
which is actually great for WWE, honestly. I love well, it. no SmackDown's ratings. Well, no NXT's ratings, but yeah, like, they'd be able to go. go they'd be able to go head to head against SmackDown. Right. Um, they already have a show that goes against SmackDown. No, it's after. There's been some weeks where it's been on. Yeah, it, it, there's been ones or like they try and do the victory lap when SmackDown has to move to fucking FS1. Yeah. It's in like 37 homes. Um, And they still beat them. Um, <laughs> seven is nothing. Jesus. Like. I enjoy the reach around kick that Will Ospreay does. Yes. I thought that was going to go to a bad place. Um, <laughs> I mean, I give Will Ospreay a reach around. Oh, Jesus. That was my That's own fault. Good, Mike. That was my own fault. That was my own fault. I can only blame myself for that. <laughs> Um, here's, here's Frankie. my issue. No, no. Here's my no. issue. Here's my issue. Australian. Here's, here's my issue. Like it, the announcements don't even move the needle. So what the hell's the point of announcing the announcement? If you want to make an announcement, just come back from commercial and have Tony Khan in the ring to make an announcement. Uh, or play one of those awkward fucking hostage videos of him doing a backstage promo, right? He's like holding up a newspaper with a date on it so you know that it's fucking recorded. At or it's like- if it's Mercedes, just have her show up. Like or, the the but the announce like they announce these announcements. <laughs> I know it sounds fucking ridiculous. I know it does. Because it is. Because it is. <laughs> but they announce these announcements and they don't they don't matter for a shit because it doesn't get people to tune in to watch the show. Because we know one of two things. One, it's gonna be a dud. Two, he's just gonna, gonna tweet whatever the announcement was five seconds after the announcement or three, we can just catch the replay when AEW social media plays it out as they should. Like I'm not faulting them for, for posting the moment or the announcement. Right. But like, and, and the problem is because of number one, that they've, that they've, they've more times than not been a dud. Yes. Announcing the announcement means nothing. It be, like within minutes last night of the announcement being announced, I saw more people making fun of the the yeah. the graphic than I did people talking about what the announcement would be. Like you've lost the narrative, dude. You really have. Like, I don't know if he just thinks it's funny, like, or what, but he just, or if he thinks, like, people actually are jacked up about whatever the announcement is, but I don't know that he gets that it's not a big deal to people. I got one more guess for what this announcement could be. Can we all agree that AEW is basically the New York Jets of pro wrestling? Uh, yes. Okay. It's going to be Brock Lesnar. He's signing fucking Brock Lesnar. 
It's his only chance at ever signing Brock Lesnar. You're not wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be incredible as somebody that's like loosely an AEW fan. <laughs> like I've, I've, you don't know how much I've, I've wanted AEW to like bring in Ryback or bring in the Bellas or like bring in Goldberg because I've had so many people that are like AEW supermarks that have always made fun of like, oh, we have, we put on great wrestling and you, you dumb fuckers always bring back Goldberg to bury people. Right. When like Goldberg hasn't won a ma- like he's lost like nine matches in a row, like yeah, the one match that he won was stupid because he beat the Fiend. Ugh, don't remind me. Oh, and he beat Zolf Diggler. Um, yes, but like you know, and and they make fun of the Bella Twins because they're shitty wrestlers and blah 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 blah. Excuse me, the Garcia Twins. Um. I, I, I just want nothing more than one of those one of those people just to like show up and watch like the mental gymnastics that like AEW Mark six seven two three four five on Twitter is gonna do to be like I fucking love Ryback save us Ryback don't worry it ain't gonna be the big guy feed me s'mores you know like fucking. We, we actually got that chant going at WrestleMania. Like, it's going to be fucking, like, I, I just, I want that moment. But, but yeah, I, I ultimately, I do, I think it's going to be Mercedes. Um, I thought that if WWE was going to get her, um, I thought Royal Rumble was going to be the spot. Um, maybe it could be Raw after Mania still, I guess. But, like, I just, I just felt like, it, like, Rumble was going to be the spot. So, Guess what? It's probably going to be Mercedes and fucking cool for them. Uh, she immediately makes the division better. But again, it comes down to booking the division. And besides Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm segments, that division still gets booked like shit. So it doesn't fucking matter anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to counterpoint to the counterpoint. Um I'm going to make this first prediction to be a smartass. Um, we'll have a special ringside enforcer for the AEW World Tag Team title match between uh, Sting and Darby All-In versus Matt and Nicholas Jackson, and it will be Bill Goldberg. Oh, good goddamn. Um, it's Sting's last match. He's a former WCW champion. Why the fuck not? That's fair. Um, and honestly, now I'm going to counterpoint the, the Mercedes Monet, uh, point WWE is going to do their damnedest to get one of the two of the free agents, whether it's Okada, whether it's Mercedes, they're going to do everything in their power. Jesus. That was brutal. That's a great fucking match. Yeah, okay, that's number three. That takes the IWGP title match off my list. Good lord. That C4 he hit him with was fucking gnarly. Josh Alexander is high-key one of the best wrestlers 
hundred percent. Um, I'm gonna say that Mercedes shows up on my on Friday Night SmackDown, not this week, but a Friday Night SmackDown. Okay, because this Friday is when Bailey's supposed to call her shot. Yeah, this is where damage control turns on her. Who's going to run out to fend off damage control? Trinity. Who has an allegiance to both people. A little bit of Monet. Yo, you give me that six-woman tag match at a fucking Elimination Chamber? Holy shit. The Bukaki Warriors and uh, EO Sky versus... Yeah. Bailey, Trinity, and, and Sasha. Yeah. Guess what? I don't need Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins on that show. If you're no. giving me in that match, here's my Monet. And I tell you, you do that, and then you do a women's elimination chamber match over on the Raw side, where like the winner, either Rhea is defending the title or the winner gets Rhea at WrestleMania, like one way or the other. But like, like that show, I'm excited because I know like it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about how oh there haven't been any women's main events in forever and stuff, and not for nothing, but this year is off to a hell of a start for women's wrestling in WWE, especially. I think even AEW is already on the upswing with just with Deanna Perazzo being there. But, like, a, a WWE alone, like, I mean, that women's Rumble match alone just it stole the show. Jordan Grace is on a tear right now and, like, deserves to be a huge star. You know, there's, there's a lot there that I'm really liking. And so, yeah, no, I'm pretty excited about the potential. Yeah, no, I, I think all signs point towards... Women's wrestling having a, a ton of ton of bright spots. And if Tony and, and, and if Tony can unfuck himself, he can be part of that mix. And 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 I think from a standpoint of familiarity, I think Okada ends up in AEW with the Bucks, with Kenny, with you know, pieces that he's familiar with. Um that's why I think WWE goes all in, gets Mercedes, and I think that's the reason why I would say give me that six-woman tag match in Perth. I, I would do a cartwheel for it. Um, if it's not that, I, it's going to be something kind of moronic and stupid. You know, so-and-so from New Japan's coming over to fight Eddie Kingston at Revolution for the Triple Crown title. Insert insert person here. Uh, Tanahashi-san, uh, Sonata, Evil, someone. Because you got to start announcing matches for that show. Because you're only a month out. And you got to book 37 matches before then. What? He's going to put out an announcement tweet and then he's going to say 37 matches on this week's fucking revolution show. <laughs> fucking Tony Khan Twitter down to a science. Got this. Say less. You're not wrong. 
You're not wrong. Is that all we got for the, for the for the thought process here? Yeah, yeah. It was just oh, kind wait, of a I got, okay. one last guess, and this is a serious one. What's that stupid fucking match that they do every year at, at this pay per view? Is it this pay per view? Where oh, they do the, the ladder match the, with the Sonic on a hemorrhoid donut on a pole match? Yeah, yeah. The golden hemorrhoid donut. The the Sonic ring. What if it's that? What if he's just announcing that that's coming back this year and like, you know, the the five contenders are going to be whoever the top five guys are that aren't, you know, the, whoever's not getting a world title match. I would say that I could give less than one fuck. I mean, that's also that not that, like that something he'd announce. Yeah, which again, as we've pointed out, dud. And the crowd goes mild. Yeah, uh, certainly could be that, Joe. You're you're not off base in asking that question. Oh, it's not wrong, but I. Uh... In fact, I hope it is something like that because then I can go see. It's not major. It's not even mid major. No, oh, baby, not even a mid major. Um, you got a trivia uh, question, Michael? I do. All right. Um, so let's see. I got to bring up the other piece of paper that has the scores on it currently. Uh, Jim, you're at 700. Joe, you're at 700. This will be Elimination Chamber eccentric. Okay. The Elimination Chamber has had 32 different chamber matches since its inception. Fuck, are you serious? I just looked. It's the only reason why I know. Fuck. When there is one on the show this February, it'll be number 33. All or most of them have been for a main title. With the exception... Of this one, the 19th ever Elimination Chamber match that took place in 2015 was for the vacant Intercontinental Champion. Name me I will give you five of the six names. You have to name me the sixth person. Uh, okay. Okay. And what, and what year was this? 2015. Okay. The five names that I will give you. Dolph Ziggler. King Barrett. Mark Henry. R-Truth. And Sheamus. Name the sixth man in the Elimination Chamber. And what month was this? May of 2015. May. So this was this would have been right after... Right after why Mania you, 31. Why are you giving Joe all these hints? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> this is a game, sir. Yeah, I'm a dumbass. Okay. I literally almost said name the person that vacated the title, but I chose not to. Yeah, I remember who that was. That one, that one I felt it was pretty easy. That's why I didn't go that route. Uh, do you... Do you all have answers, or are we 
Yeah. I love the fact that Joe's just like, fuck it, we're going to wing it. <laughs> Wait, it and I, it. I have to put a wager amount on this, right? Yeah. yeah to put a wager in. Okay. I'm just, I, I'm wondering if we've reached the point where we have an answer to start. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wager 100 pesos. Okay. That's what I am also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you both are not uh, wagering 100 units. Uh, Joe, give me your answer first. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Jeff, you know where to go. Aw, oh, damn it. I was trying to turn my camera off so you guys couldn't get a read off of my... Oh. Off of my... That's fine. Just put on sunglasses. <laughs> Isn't that a thing? Poker play? <laughs> uh, okay. Who is Dean Ambrose? Who is Stardust? Ooh, both of you are incorrect. Wow, the winner of that elimination chamber and the intercontinental champion, we just talked about him sarcastically in the Tony Khan announcement part of the show that Jim would love to see him in all elite wrestling. It is the Fuck. big guy himself. Good they gave you know, that guy. I, they gave that guy a title in 2015. I'd, I'd thought about him, but I was like, "No way, he was in an elimination chamber match." Oh, you think that was bad? The other elimination chamber match on that show was for the tag team titles. It featured the New Day, Big E, Kofi, and Xavier, according to Wikipedia. I don't <laughs> know which two represented the team. Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, Los Matadors, The Ascension. The Lucha Dragons and the Prime Time Players. I swear, I remember that being a really good Elimination Chamber match. I remember watching one of the members of either Los Matadors or the Lucha Dragons fall off the top of the fucking Elimination. It chamber. was Kalisto, man. He fucking spider climbed up underneath the yeah. top, up to the so top. I literally remember watching one of them going parkour and jumping off the top. Pretty much. So. All right, so that's trivia. Jim and Joe are both at 600. I'm at 100, and we move to uh, next week. Uh, Joe, you get the question because that'll yep. the circle again. Yep. Uh, all right. We'll wrap up topics for tonight's show with mine. Um, it is CM Punk related uh, because we lost CM Punk to another tricep injury. <laughs> for our homie Phil um, in the Royal Rumble match. Um, everybody says it's when he took the DDT. Um, I don't necessarily know that he's come out and said that that's when it happened. Um, a lot of people have said, hey, I wonder if they called an audible after he was hurt. Uh, it seems like Fightful reported earlier today or yesterday uh, they didn't call the audible that Cody was was picked to win on Friday, and that was the route that they were going, um, which would be very confusing because if you didn't know that Punk was hurt, 
that means Wayne doesn't want to wrestle at this year's WrestleMania and wants to wait till next year for the Roman Reigns Rock match. More on that on another episode. Um, but we're at a point where if you look at CM Punk's longevity since his return to the ring, uh, this is like the third major injury he's had. Um, my question here to you all, the dream has always been to see Bill close out a night of WrestleMania. Is it time to put the dream to bed? Have we potentially missed out on a CM Punk WrestleMania main event because of what happened at the Royal Rumble on Saturday night? I'll let you guys start it, and then and then I'll, I'll kind of branch us in a, in a direction. So, in my opinion, no. Um, and I get it. I get why there's a fear there, but I think we were more unlikely to ever see it happen before he found his way back to WWE. Now that he's back in the WWE family, I think that Look, quite frankly, Stone Cold Steve Austin just main evented a WrestleMania match after, what, like 19 years of not wrestling? I I hope that Punk gets to do it before, like, 20 years from now. He's apparently signed, like, a 10-year contract. So, I mean, like, basically, even if they have to basically get him healthy enough to not have him wrestle a single match until WrestleMania and like just get him out into the ring. And if he gets injured in that match, he gets injured in that match. We all knew it was likely to happen, but at least we got him into that match and he got his WrestleMania main event. And I mean, he is good at finishing matches hurt. So at least we have that going for us. As long as you can get him there, not hurt. Like, let's just give him a road to WrestleMania where he doesn't have to wrestle at all. We've done, we do it for Roman. We can do it for punk one year. Like it's totally doable. Um, man, like, here's the thing. I don't, I don't know that we've necessarily lost the opportunity for it to happen, but this, this was your best shot. Like this year to me felt like the best shot because theoretically speaking, he's going to, he's going to be no hotter than he was when he came back at Survivor Series in Chicago. Um, he's going to be no hotter than his first time on TV wise back in a WWE wrestling ring is like fucking, you know, 10 years to the day that he left at that very event and was never seen again. Right. Like there was so much like, and he was supposed to be, or theoretically speaking was, was going to be the guy for WrestleMania 30. Right. Like, when, you know, and, but then, you know, at least a, a lot of people kind of built them, themselves up to think that. And then he gets eliminated in the Rumble. We never see him again. So there's a lot of, like, symbolism in this year. Um, You know, he's, he's, an, he's an indie guy. He's an ROH guy. Um, and you're in a city that loves professional wrestling for WrestleMania. Like, what a better spot for CM Punk. Like, I know we've had talks, like, rumors of Minnesota for next year. There's been rumors of some other places. Um, hilarious if it would be London, and that's the spot he would get, um, considering, uh, you know, what just happened in London. Um, 
Put that evil on me, Bobby. <laughs> um, it's going to have to happen one of these years, Mike, so just start preparing. Can, can, can I just interject for a second? Yeah. Uh, two things. Number one, Mike, we've been to a lot of WrestleManias. If London's the one that we decide to sit at home and like watch it together from home, I'm okay with that, just so you know, because I don't really want to fly. fly Joe's like, I can't get on that flight. I know, Joe, I, mean, I will. Joe doesn't want to fly for two hours and eight minutes to fucking yeah, kill like, But I have flown to London before, just, you know, I'm just not as scared then as I am now. But I'm just saying, like, if that's the one that you decided to be like, We'll watch this one from home and get back to it next year. Like I won't be mad at you. Joe, it's only an but eight and a half an eight and a half hour flight. I, like if Mike decides we're going, then we're going because I'm not going to not go with him. If he that's so it's, it's a Mike decision on that. You heard it here. Like, you heard it here first, folks. I will. I will. That will be the year where I'm finally like so Xanax. <laughs> like tell me, tell me about Xanax. Joe, um, I'm still. You know, you're still a better two, man than me because. I'm driving to Florida in two months because I will not fly. So I'm I'm taking the train to Philly in four months. Hold on, hold on. There's a small difference. One of you is five foot four, 107 pounds. Oh, it has nothing the to do with that. Putting left guard for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's got it's got nothing to do with my size. I oh, wish I could. I wish I could play that card, but it is not. I could. I. I, I could I could fit in Joe's left pocket, and you're still not getting my tiny ass on a flight. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, because I decided to put on that Elimination Chamber tag match from 2015, it's all three members of the New Day in the pod. I love that. Like they're all in the match. All three of them are in the match. Can confirm. All right. Um, Drop in. But yeah, this. This, 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 I felt like, was the, the best chance. Um, but, yeah, like, here's the deal, man. He's going to be out reportedly four to six months. Um, so you can potentially get him back for SummerSlam and then see if he can go without getting hurt, you know, for a little bit. And if you start to feel a little bit more confident about it, maybe don't put him in the Royal Rumble. Like, I'm not saying the Royal Rumble's a dangerous match. It's, theoretically speaking, it's... A relatively safe match. However, when you start to get into that, like, final eight, final six, like, and again, I'm, I'm not 100% sure where this injury occurred, um, but when you start to get down to, like, the 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 meat, the, the best superstars near the end, you start to do, like, a finisher fest, and you start to do some of these bigger spots, and, like, let's be honest, man, this is the guy, I know he's wrestled a couple of house shows, this is his first real work in, uh, you know, what, eight months or whatever, like five months. So, like, five. you know, maybe it's not the best idea to put, like, a broken, you know, 40-some-year-old dude um, who hasn't wrestled in five months in into this big spot. Like, we still could have, like, Cody Cody and, uh, excuse me, Seth and, and, and uh, Punk could have gotten to WrestleMania without punk being in the rumble like especially that, if he wasn't going to win right like if that if that was the case if it was going to be cody then just you know and i get like you know having punk in the rumble is awesome but like yeah maybe just don't put the man in the rumble anymore you know so like could could we get him could we get him there next year I, I, absolutely um i think next year is going to be your last really your last your last shot 
um, just because of age. Like, and I'm not trying to be ageist or whatever, but like, you know, punk, punk was never like a work rate guy. Punk's never like a body guy. Punk, punk is punk. Right. And I, I just don't know if, if, you know, seeing where he's at in the ring now, if 2026 CM Punk or 2027 CM Punk is going to be the dude to main event WrestleMania with, so with, the- with, with like the potential of where this roster could be going in the next couple of years. Here's the good news though, with the timeline, because he's out, you said like six months, right? Mm-hmm. So like from now to six months, it gets you to like August. So he comes back in time to get injured at SummerSlam. And then he's out like another six months, and that gets him back in time to be injured in the main event at next year's WrestleMania. It's perfect. It's actually just perfect timing for next year. All part of the plan. I'm going to say that my answer to this question is no. You haven't lost it. Because Seth Rollins felt like a hole where it was like he had to have this big reaction at, at, at Survivor Series and they had to go back to all these things. Next year is going to be a year where inevitably I think we get a women's match main eventing in a, a, one of the nights of WrestleMania. Give me a match and and the way that he left and looking Cody in his eyes and telling him, go finish your story. It's Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk for the, for the world, for the WWE championship at WrestleMania 41. Cody beats Roman. He finishes the fucking story. I get it. We're a, we're a Roman Reigns podcast here. We acknowledge our tribal chief. Um, acknowledge yes, me. Boy. Yes, my tribal daddy. And at what time is it? 1221 on February 2nd, 2023, 24th. I will never acknowledge Roman Reigns ever again on this show because of that. Um, I understand that a lot of people want Hogan's name to be as far away from the record books uh, as humanly possible. Uh, They want to give him the Chris Benoit treatment or the uh, soon-to-be Vince McMahon treatment. Um, Let's have this conversation Uh, You got an opportunity here for the second year in a row to finish the story and strike while the iron is hot. If Cody does not walk out of Philadelphia with a title belt, you've lost Cody Rhodes. You know what's funny, too? I felt a lot more sure that they wanted to erase Hogan's title reign like, you know, like, like beat it until Hogan showed up in the fucking package at the beginning of the Royal Rumble. They're obviously not angry at Hogan. They obviously don't want to erase him from history. 
Yeah, like honestly, to me, I've always thought that a title reign in general should only end for two reasons. Number one, okay, three reasons. Number one, person gets injured. Number two, person just very naturally, it feels like they don't need to be the champion anymore. Someone else feels more deserving of the title. Like that, it's time to move on to that point. Um, and I guess, I, I guess, like number three would would be that just like yeah, like someone else deserves it. So I think that's where we've reached. Like we've reached a natural conclusion to Roman's reign. You know, like you have Cody set up as the very obvious. Like this is the next guy. This is the guy. His story, in order to continue, needs to be him winning this title belt. So I do think that at this point, it's a very clear path that we're going where Cody is going to end up winning the belt at WrestleMania. I'm very confident in that at this point. I don't know if The Rock ends up getting involved somehow as like a special guest referee or something, and he causes him to, you know, hit the rock bottom and on Roman, and then you get like Crossroads and Cody wins. Or what's going to happen there? And, like, you end up doing Rock and Roman at SummerSlam uh, for, the, like, the real, like, you know, for the head of the table. They, they could fuck up another one of these tribal council matches. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I do I, – I think that Cody's taking it at this point. I don't see Roman making it out of WrestleMania this time. And and, and I get with, with, with Phil getting hurt, you had to cut that promo with Seth you know, telling them to come get the workers title and, and this, that, or the other. Um, it would still feel like a consolation prize. Oh yeah. No, that, that promo was merely to add a little bit of drama while they figure out what they're going to do with Seth at mania because punk is out. I that's guess all, that's all point. that was. Yeah. So, so now that we are obvious that it will not be Phil from Chicago due to the injury. Ooh. If you're signing him, Okada. I oh, dude, it, what? Yeah, no, I didn't even think of that. Yes, what Joe said. If you land yeah, Okada, no. belt that man right away, right away. I'm gonna go a little bit on a crazier whim here. But that wasn't gonna. That's not my actual answer, though. Okay. My I'll actual an, my actual answer is Big Goonth. Just fucking have him go. You have him going with both titles, or you have him lose one of them. I, I have him. I have him retain. Hmm. Well, it's gonna be the world heavyweight title is gonna be night one. Correct. Hmm. It's gonna be tricky. I mean, you you could do it the old school title versus title like they did Warrior Hogan. Oh, I like that. Cause I was like, I was like, how? And cause Seth's already done a double champion thing, so that's even better. Cause I was like, you can't have Gunther win the win the world title night one and then lose night two, right? Like that's that's ridiculous. But then I'm also like, do you have him wrestle again night two, beat somebody, and then what? Just forfeit the Intercontinental title on Monday? Like that? That's a little shitty. So yeah, I like I like I like that Joe. I'm gonna steal that title for title, winner take all. Gunther wins, and then Pierce 
uh, yeah. says like you can't you can't carry both. You know we need to have fighting champions on this show, um, multiple champions. So like we are removing the intercontinental title from you, and like so then he doesn't lose, right? And you know he still has the longest reign ever, never gets beaten. So that like here's the deal, and I'm not saying this is going to be the case. But let's just pretend like Gunther as world heavyweight champion, like it just doesn't work for whatever reason. Then like he can easily at some point go back into that intercontinental title picture and just, but I I think he's going to be fine. But yeah, I think that's, that's the way I'll go. So title for title, he wins it, gets stripped of the intercontinental title on the raw after mania. And they do, um, like a fatal four way or they do a mini tournament or something. They'll figure something out. I have two answers. Okay. The one that I think is going to happen from the main roster and then my outside the box. Okay. Main roster. Gunther doesn't have the world title match here. Okay. Gunther drops the IC title to Biggie. Okay. Big meaty men stuff meat invitational. Okay, I like that. I'm get behind that. Big meaty men slapping meat. That sets Gunther up for summer to win the title to go into Berlin as the champion. Okay. So that leaves who fights Seth Rollins. It is the guy right now who is the best heel on Monday Night Raw. And has posted arguably the greatest memes in Twitter history over the last forty-eight hours. It's Drew. I don't. I don't hate that either. Like I said, Drew, for the first time, they've made me give a shit about Drew McIntyre. So Drew goes. I took him out. I get his shot. The only the only reservation I have about that is. They just did Drew versus Rollins for the belt. Like, why? I mean, I know they they obviously didn't plan on this, but like, because you gave it goes, away on Raw for free, like, because he goes in the elimination chamber and dominates the elimination chamber and runs through everybody to get to it. And also, I know it sounds silly, but that was still kind of like baby face ish drew and he's not he he is he has fully flipped the switch now and i and i will go one further seth rollins beats drew and damian priest walks out of night one with the world title i could see that i could actually see that in this world i like that yes he doesn't have to keep it long but we got to use that contract before July, or it's a waste of fucking space. And he needs, and I, I think he does need to win. So, so beating Seth after a hard fought battle, because like Seth wins, Drew could really snap and fucking annihilate him even more. And let's let's think about this. What else is going to happen that weekend? More more than likely, they lose the tag titles. Yeah. Rhea potentially loses the women's title. Yeah. Cracks in the foundation. 
are all there. Yeah. And also what's interesting, what's interesting too is it also opens up a world where the main work. event for night one is a more wide spectrum of what that match could be. Because, you know, for a while we've been thinking like, oh, well, if it's Rock Roman on night two, then it's probably Punk Seth on night one. Seth, Seth Drew, okay, I can get behind it. Like, like I, I can get your logic with, you know, Drew wasn't a full heel when they wrestled on Raw and all that. And, you, ha- you know, you can win his way there. You can keep making him impressive. He's an impressive wrestler. So I can get behind all of that. It would be interesting, though, because, like, I still, even being behind it, I don't think Seth and Drew ends night one. So now you have room for something else, maybe Rhea and Becky. Maybe we get the women back into a night one main event, you know? I 100% think that there's another match in play for the night one main event now that Phil's hurt. Which is... Whether it's that, whether it's oh, you're being, just saying like I like I was just saying like in general correct. something else is like, open. Something else is in play. Yeah. Well, and also the cool thing with Priest is is if he would get that chance, is he's from New York. He worked Monster Factory. He worked Ring of Honor. Like this would be a great spot for him to get that moment as well. And why wouldn't he cash in on the only other man? Who's pulled off the heist of the century? That's a great. That's a great one too. It's a great point. He takes the title from the guy who pulled the heist of the century. There you go. Um, now my one off the beaten path. Uh, it has Seth losing the title and Damian Priest still cashing in, but it's the person that gets interchanged here. Um, we've talked about this forbidden door with Impact Wrestling. Jordan Grace was just on the show. Me and Joe just kind of watched a match uh, from said guy. If you mean to tell me that Josh Alexander versus Seth Rollins could be a night one WrestleMania main event and Josh Alexander win the world heavyweight title and then lose via cash-in would be the most outside the wall thing possible. And the only fear that I truthfully have about that is I don't necessarily know how many companies are going to be running to WWE right now and being like, hey, let's work together. With the stuff going on and all the shit behind the scenes, I think a lot of companies that they were working with or wanted to work with may pull back a little bit because of the allegations, because of the lawsuit, and things along those lines. I think the Jordan Grace thing happened because I think that decision was already kind of made and set in stone prior to the lawsuit. So I don't necessarily know if if they're going to be the potential of that. I, I, I think I, I, I don't I just I, yeah I think with the Endeavor thing I think that TNA and WWE are safe other companies probably not they're probably yeah they're probably holding off for a minute it's it, that's probably true and it's probably because of the the co-mingling 
But I, from a wrestling perspective, if you're telling me my, my night one main event is Josh Alexander versus Seth Rollins, shut up and take my money. Yeah, you can do a lot worse. Even if it wasn't a main event, it would just be a really good match. Yeah, and, and like I said, let Josh Alexander win the world title. Let him sit there and be like, holy shit, he's taking this thing to Impact Wrestling. And then all of a sudden, the Judgment Day comes out and literally saves the title. Yeah, Because now Damian Priest can say, I saved WWE. There you go. I mean, even if you run it the way where Seth wins and you still do the cash-in, I mean, it's still, it's, it still makes sense. Like, cause I don't... I don't know that I see them having Josh Alexander beat Seth, but you can still do the cash in after it, and that would still be a five star match, like hands down. Yeah. Seth Rollins versus Nick Namath. Zolf Diggler. <laughs> Zoltan. Uh, anything else on uh, the end of the punk thing? I mean, I know we detoured off into to what. Seth's gonna do. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, again, I think I think you still have a window, but it's it's closing. That door is closing quickly, and I feel like on paper, the one that makes the most sense is next year against Cody. Yeah, I agree. Uh, wrestlers of the week. Uh, Joe, I'll let you go first so that you can get the easy ones out the way. <laughs> um, Bailey. Jim. Uh, Cody Rhodes. I will take the Kabuki Warriors winning the women's tag team titles on SmackDown. Joe. I'm going to take Roman Reigns for beating everyone who wasn't in the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> Jim. Give me Jade Cargrill. What a uh, what a fantastic debut um, to the WWE. Definitely. Um, I said it when uh, Ryan and I were coming home from Matt's. Um, Jade looked like more of a star in a Royal Rumble match than she looked in a, like a 68-0 streak to, in her AEW career. She looked like she belonged. She didn't look uncomfortable. And she looked like a star. 20%. I agree 100%. Uh, last but certainly not least, I'm going to stay in the Women's Royal Rumble match. I've talked about her at length, at nauseum to some. But I'm going to tell you right now, welcome to Tiffy time. Ooh. Tiffany Stratton. Very good. Fuck. I, thought, I was she wondering was if you were going to do that or Jordan Grace. She... Honestly, I probably skewed Jordan Grace a little bit higher for the month of January because the Rumble match took place in January. And between that and the, the, the win against Trinity, which was a good match, and then her retaining against Trinity, you know, I I may have skewed Jordan Grace because I'm not going to kid you. I had her at number two in the month of January. The, Russell may, the, the Royal Rumble appearance may have skewed that mildly because of how well she performed in that, but I also felt that the, the two title defenses against Trinity were both big matches. Um, she looked great. Uh, Tiffany Stratton, though, um, if she's not on tonight's episode of, of Friday Night SmackDown um, or she's not somewhere, shape, or form 
shortly after this NXT PLE, we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Because I, I think it's as close to ever as Tiffy time as we're going to get. So we might as well go into the summer of Tiffany Stratton. Uh, all right. That's this week's show, guys. Um, we don't really have much, I guess, necessarily next week. We may discuss uh, the PLE stuff. Uh, if anything big happens, a.k.a. hopefully Trick Williams walks out with the title. Uh, whoop that trick. Uh, Joe, you got anything? Uh, no, I'm going to go walk my dog now. Okay, bye. Um, uh, you can get me at Big Jim Sports, but uh, you can um, follow me uh, with uh, at 3CT. Uh, we Since the last time we were on this show, we unveiled our uh, WrestleMania logo and theme and branding and all of that um, with the Liberty Bell and the Midnight Green. Um, so, uh, check that out. We have new merch on that over at our T public store. All of that can be found on three count Thursday.com or on our link trees, um, huddle up podcast. We had the week off this week, but we will be back on Tuesday, um, to preview the superb owl, um, and, uh, the chiefs and niners. And we just pray that the universe doesn't explode like it did after the last time these two teams met in the superb owl, um, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk about some of the, the coaching stuff that's gone on because uh, the last job's finally filled up. So, um, yeah. I'm it's not, tr- Bill not Bill Belichick. Not Bill Belichick. And uh, I'm going to try to get an observation recorded this weekend. No guarantees there. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Hit the link tree at Big Gym Sports. All the other pods that I do are connected to that. So, um, yeah, it's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, you can follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. You can follow me on Twitter at They Call Me Burn. Um, Sunny Days and Double Plays. I recorded a baseball podcast for the league uh, down here in South Florida. Uh, that dropped earlier today. Um, you know, we are sixty something days away from from WrestleMania. I booked sixty-four, I believe, th- today. Sixty-four as of today. Uh, booked my flight this morning. Uh, super excited. The countdown is real. Um, we're going. Um, it should be a good one. I'm hoping that it's uh, as fun as it can be. Uh, I will tell you this since Joe's not here. We're going to have to talk about you know, the ever so distant 60 day what is your WrestleMania card at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have to we're going to have to readdress our fantasy booking because obviously there have been some changes, like Uh-oh. fucking Phil there, Brock Lesnar's not there. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, there's some problems. Horrible uh, so human we'll probably, being. Yeah, we'll probably cross those bridges uh, at some point. I am going to drop in the, the Take 3 CT thread, um, because there really isn't anything going on this week or next week uh, leading into Revolution. I want to go back into our auction draft O. Entrance music. Oh, okay. I know we had a lot of fun with that the last time we did it. I'd like to bring that back. Maybe we do a WCW edition. Okay. So I'll throw something in there this weekend, see what we can gauge reactions and go from there. But it is what it is, guys. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We will see you all next week right here on the Take 3 Wrestling Podcast.